Hello, and welcome to the Marketing with a Book podcast. I'm Devin DeVries, filling in for Henry and Mark today. For those that don't know me, I run the publishing and production and promotion side of the Indie Books International. So it's my pleasure to work with authors to help them get their important messages out into the world. And today we have a very special guest, one of our authors, Shoba Rao, joining us. And we're excited to hear about her upcoming book. Shoba is a successful leader in the tech industry. She's currently Senior Director of Manufacturing Engineering at Surge Micropower. She is a three-time cancer survivor with an organ transplant, and she is going to tell us about her journey and her story that she has put into this new book. So please help me welcome Shoba Rao. Nice to see you, Shoba. Nice to meet you, Devin. Thank you so much for joining us. To start off, I would love to just have you give a quick overview of your story and what led you to writing this book. Sure, yeah. Uh, First of all, thanks for inviting me for the podcast. Uh, I'm glad to be here. As you mentioned in my bio, I am a three-time cancer survivor and an organ transplant recipient. So what motivated me to write the book was just because uh, of all the challenges that I have faced uh, in my life and how I went through every hurdle. So there comes a point in your life where whenever a friend uh, has some kind of uh, disorder or is diagnosed with something, or even it could be a simple blood test with something um, abnormal, they immediately reach out to me and asking me, oh, is this uh, okay? What is this? It's always the feeling of like, been there, done that, <laughs> you know? So, so, so I, had, I have had so many struggles uh, in my, with my health over my lifetime. Um, I'm 48 years old now. And uh, my friends, so they all said, okay, why don't you write a book? I think it is going to help a lot of people on how to face life and keep living despite all the challenges that one faces. So that's what I have been doing. And when somebody asked me, what, what is it that you like about life? I'd say it's living. You know, we have all one life and uh, we have to do some living. So my journey has been uh, a bunch of challenges, I should say, that were thrown at me. So in my book, I actually talk about how I grew up in India uh, with a certain skin disorder and uh, how my childhood was, how my teenage years was and how much of a brat I was. <laughs> where life had not taught me much till then. And then I had my organ transplant when I was 23 years old. And after my organ transplant, thanks to my mother who donated one of her kidneys to me, I came to the US um, with my husband, Suresh, who I'm married to. Uh, for 22 years now and uh, things were going on fine at the age of 30 I got my first cancer episode and we went went through all the works and then I mean seven years later one more and then some more just went adding on so right now I'm in remission I should say I'm healthy and I'm fit though it does look like a long list of uh, uh, challenges I think once you make a plan and surpass those challenges, we just keep living and thriving. And that's where I am today. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations on being in remission. Yeah, that, that list was like three people's health 
scares in one lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You never get used to it. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you definitely have an important message to share to help others. What is the working title of your book? So the current working title that I have for my book is uh, My Race Against Death. Um, uh, which essentially that that's what it was because I do think that it is a race because every time whenever I'm diagnosed with cancer, I find it, I have been lucky enough to have found it early where I've had surgeries and chemos to mop it up and clean. And so to me, it is a race. Like every time I'm like, who is going to be first? Is it you or is it me? <laughs> that's fair. Nice. And is there a specific audience that you are kind of writing to in this book? Yes, I would say my specific audience obviously would be cancer, cancer patients. Uh, that's a given with all the struggles that I'm going to write about. But then I'm also writing about uh, my other challenges, which was my kidney failure and uh, organ transplant that I had before. So it would be for people who are struggling in their life right now, facing a major challenge. It could be even an emotional upheaval, or it could be uh, physical, mental, it could be anything. And I want them to understand that there is just one life we need to keep living and how to address those challenges and come out of it. I'm hoping that with the lessons I have learned and the ones that I share in my book with the, all the uh, challenges I faced, my audience would be the patients and anybody who is facing some kind of challenge in their life. And I'm hoping it will help them to get over it, heal faster and live life. That's great. Is there maybe a specific story you wanna share of one of those, one of those challenges that you overcame and kind of the lesson that you took from it? Sure. Um, I mean, the, the few lessons that I always talk about is be your own advocate um, and then always go for a second opinion. Um, so I can share one story that was like when uh, during one of my uh, cancer, uh, it's one of my cancer stories. I think I was diagnosed with a lesion in my liver once. And I walked into, into a surgeon's office and when I walked into his office, he, I found out that he had actually not even looked at my scans properly. And the way he was explaining things to me, it sounded very complicated. And he was not happy that I was asking too many questions. And I, I, I am a seasoned patient. I have, I have visited so many doctors from childhood. I pretty much know how to uh, address doctors. And when I found the way he was interacting, I said, you know what, this is not working. I have to be my own advocate. So I literally, I walked out and I immediately called another doctor to find out a better surgeon who can actually work with me. And then I found an excellent doctor at Stanford University who actually explained to me very clearly as to how the surgery would be done. And in fact, he made it as a laparoscopic surgery, made it very simple. And I was out of the hospital in three days. It was so good. So what I would say an important lesson is be your own advocate. And 
make sure that you get a second opinion when you are facing anything specific like cancer. It need not be even cancer. It could be anything simple because at the end of the day, doctors are also making an educated guess from their experience and their learnings. So we are in charge of our body. So that we have to take that effort to do our own research. So yeah, that's so interesting. I think so many of us would never even think like you could ask for a different doctor or yeah. insist on a different doctor if you weren't liking them or didn't feel like they were explaining things. So that is really important to realize, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I know I would be very intimidated by a surgeon and just, but yeah. As I said, I, I, I am a pro. I have I've seen some too many doctors in my life. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, so for this audience, what would be kind of, is there anything else that you want them to take away from the book or use the book to help them advocate for themselves? Um, sure. I mean, we all talk about basic things, having a support system when you have an issue and don't hesitate uh, to live life. All those, yes, it is easier said than done most often, right? I would say when you're faced with something, another key takeaway I would think would be don't put yourself in a box. I often say that I am not my disease, right? So don't put me in a box. Similarly, don't put yourself in a box. This is just one chapter of your life. It is a small blip in your life. And when you're faced with some challenge like that, I would say make a plan, attack it like a problem. Let's find a solution and just move on. I think that would be the best way to work with anything like this. So don't put yourself in a box. Just keep living, keep continuing with what you're doing. And uh, to me, making a plan for any problem you have, taking a break, and then not putting yourself in the box all the time is what makes it easier to uh, go through something like that. Because I am an engineer in heart. So as an engineer, whenever I face with anything, the first thing I think of is, okay, so this is my problem statement. Let me find out how to solve it. <laughs> So, and that's the way I face almost everything in my life. Uh, whether it, I don't know if it is good or bad, but in my book, that's what I tell, right? When I say, when I, these are the lessons I have learned, I say like, face the problems, fight it out, be your own advocate, do your own research, and uh, always go for a second opinion, be positive, know what to ask when you have to, learn when to say no when you have to. And by doing all this, I think you can cross through that. And my book basically covers all these important lessons that I have learned. In fact, there is a question in my book where I say, why me? Why did I get anything like that, right? But then the answer is, why not me? There are people everywhere in the world. We have company. There are a lot of people facing similar challenges. 
So reach out to social media. That's all. I explained that also in my book, like going, especially with the earth being flat nowadays, we reach out to social media and try to get what you can, the support system you can. So these are some of the key lessons I have put in there. Yeah, that's really interesting because I feel like a lot of people that I interact with are very private when it comes to anything health related. And it's almost secretive in a way like they don't want to admit there's anything wrong. So I kind of like that idea of, no, we should be pulling from our communities wherever they may be. And you've mentioned support system a couple of times. Uh, do you want to elaborate a little bit on how, how your support system helped you? Yeah, sure. Uh, because I come from India and uh, in general, Asian households, uh, we are big, we are uh, into families a lot. We are, uh, the support system is very good in an Asian household. And for me personally, I have two sisters uh, my, and we are just three girls for my parents and I am the youngest. So being the youngest also helps because everybody literally looks after you all the time. So for me personally, my mother has been one of the major supporter uh, because I would say every single surgery of mine and every time when I go through chemo, she has been there with me. She has flown all the way from India, be it alone or be with someone. She has always been here with me, taking care of me. And my sisters also have helped me in numerous ways, uh, giving me moral support when needed and physical support when needed. They have also flown once. Whereas my husband, who, as I said, we are married for 22 years and he is first and foremost my friend and uh, my pillar of support. So he has been with me throughout uh, all my journey and uh, there has been not even a day I am, when I'm thankful for having somebody like that in my life. It is not easy for everyone to get a support system like that. I have been lucky, I should say, to have had that support in my life. And that is the reason why I talk about social media. Because there are like one of my cancers is angiosarcoma, which is a very rare and aggressive cancer. Mm -hmm. But for that one, uh, when I was wondering where to go and who to look out to uh, for support, how to even figure out. Uh, social media helped me. There is a Facebook page where I could get literally everything I needed to know about angiosarcoma, right? So if you don't have a support system at home, there are always people around you who will support you. But I think we should just go and talk to people and get that support we want. And as you said, for being a private person, it is very tough for some people to go out and get it out there. In fact, the other part of an Asian culture is sometimes cancer is almost considered like a taboo. Like, oh, don't, don't tell anyone, right? Why do, why do you want to tell anyone? <laughs> it, it's, it's always like that. Uh, so there was a point initially when my first cancer bout was happening, I had not told many people about my cancer, including family. In fact, even now, not all family members even know what has exactly happened. They know, oh, yeah, I think she went through something. <laughs> and that's where we are keeping it right now. So it is not easy to go out, share your story with the world, tell them, okay, this is what is happening to me. But please go out and please share because I feel there is inspiration in each and every one of us, the way we face our challenges. 
So please go and share whatever you have and take support from whoever you can and the community. Yeah, I, I think a fear that a lot of people have is, and something that you already mentioned was that if they share it, then they're the, the, the cancer person, you know, the cancer yes. friend, the cancer yes. business yes. associate. And but you, you stated earlier, you know, I'm not my disease. So is there kind of a, a mindset lessons that you help people with to kind of separate those things? Um, yeah, sure. I mean, I can say be positive, but you know what? That's not going to cut it. I mean, it's so easy for people to say, be positive, be courageous. You're not your disease. You have your life. That's all again, easier said than done. And most people, when they face cancer, uh, something like cancer, at least, they become courageous and people say, oh, you're brave. You can fight through it. You become courageous because of your situation. You're forced in that situation and you build up that courage, right? So I would say for people uh, for in that situation, in similar situations, be realistic, okay? It is not necessary to get all depressed and be broken. As long as we are being realistic, as I said, think of it as a problem. We need to find a solution. And that's all we have to do. So think of it as a problem. It is not something that is going to be consuming you. So make a plan. Number one, make a plan. Number one. Number two, don't put yourself in that box. Number three, be realistic. As long as you follow this and face it like that, face it as a problem, make a plan, be realistic and know that you're going to one day come out of that or at least believe in science, believe in science and believe in yourself, knowing that you're going to come out of that. And I think that will help you. It's easy to say be positive, but I would say be realistic. I like that. So you're, you mentioned your Indian culture as well. Is there anything that you took from your Indian culture that maybe helped or was a little bit different than maybe Western medicine? How did you kind of approach that with your health challenges? Um, interestingly, uh, being an Asian woman, um, I had actually challenges in America when I was there. It's nothing to do with race or anything. It's purely uh, because a, a standard dosage of a particular medication, I am just like 5'1 and weighing 105 pounds. I'm really small. So a standard dose is not a standard dose for me. I need most probably half of that dose of any medication or something. So there I had, I did have issues and we had to calibrate as to what I can bear, right? But in our culture, um, the other thing that comes in our culture, we call it karma. We say, okay, if you have good karma, it will all be fine with you. So there are times when you feel helpless, you don't know what to do. And when you feel helpless, you got to hold on to something. And that's where uh, I think our roots or our tradition, wherever we have grown up, that helps us with our roots and to have that faith. And for me, I believe in karma. I believe in like whatever you do comes back at you, right? So I personally volunteer with various organizations helping patients. Uh, so I, I have been actually volunteering for 
a particular organization for the past 15 years helping poor patients with cancer. And I monitorly, I try to help whenever I can to uh, various organizations. So, but I, I feel that good karma will come back to me. And this is a belief that I, I think I've carried from my uh, roots. Though, I, I mean, I do do it from my heart because I want to. It is not just about like what I'm going to get out of it. Uh, but I somehow believe in that, um, you know, we, we all also say in an other way where karma is a bitch and it comes back at you if you're not good. But I think if you're good, good karma also helps. And my cultural background helped me with that to heal whenever I needed to. Thanks. Well, one thing we have in common is that we're both Toastmasters. And I know that you are looking to speak about the book. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about that and your, your goals for getting the message out? Yeah, sure. Uh, so I have been a Toastmaster for the past 11 years now. And I have enjoyed uh, public speaking. And uh, But I should say Toastmasters has actually helped me be open and come out there, tell people what I'm going through. If not for Toastmasters, I don't know if I would even think of writing a book. I, I'm not sure if I would be doing that. Because whenever I am uh, thinking about my disease, uh, I always think of how to turn it positive, how to reach out to people so it can help somebody some way. And I think I got all that only after joining Toastmasters. So I have given various speeches on organ donation. I have given a speech on uh, uh, my cancer. I have given speeches on various things that I've gone through in my life. If not for Toastmasters, it's not like you're going to talk about it in your day-to-day -day life with people, right? You're not going to go and tell anybody that. So, and, and that way Toastmasters has helped me heal by telling it out to people and thereby helping others. And I've had people walk up to me and say, thank you for that speech. It was wonderful listening to you and you have inspired me to do something with my life, right? Um, so I am hoping by writing this book with all that I have put in this book with the lessons that I have learned, I'm hoping to give more speeches uh, on what I have written, what I shared with you just now, Devin. I'm hoping to uh, help people out there uh, heal and face their challenges better. And I'm really hoping one day I can give a, a TED talk or something like that, which would also help, which would actually have a wide reach. And the main reason for me is networking and reaching more people to help. And Toastmasters has been a boon in that sense. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean for longtime listeners of the podcast, you know, our biggest message with the book is helping you get your message out to the world to have that important impact and influence. And really the book serves as a tool to get you on stages, you know, podcasts and in front of audiences, because that's really where you'll make the biggest difference and reach people's hearts and minds. And then they'll want to take, they'll want to take a little bit of Shoba home with them and they'll pick up the book to take to take home <laughs> yeah. a little souvenir uh, so that's that's what we want to make sure that you get this important message out and this this perspective that you bring that's a little different to this topic and i do i do like that 
you kind of took your the day job and how you think as an engineer and applied it to this kind of situation. So it's it's a different way of looking at it than most people would have. So one question we always like to ask is, you know, what can members of the Indie Books family do to help you shine this spotlight on, on your book? I mean, yeah, Henry has already helped me a lot with the book and I got introduced to Henry uh, from by one of my friends and I just reached out to him because I was initially not sure because when I saw all the books that were published, it was mostly about leadership uh, and you know more in a corporate sense, it was all about helping people that way. So I was wondering if writing a memoir kind of book with my lessons that I learned, I was not sure where it would fit, but then I was very happy when I spoke to Henry. He convinced me how uh, it works and uh, we have gone through the development, uh, development edit. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. And uh, so that has worked out so far. I'm doing the final review and it would really help. Uh, I know you're going to be helping me with the publication of the book. So I'm waiting eagerly for that. And I would look forward to all the indie family to uh, support me further in getting my message out uh, to people and most probably hopefully giving more speeches on what I have written and uh, every snippet matters. So, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Is there anything else you want to share with the audience before we wrap up? No, just be realistic and make a plan. <laughs> realistic and make a plan. Yeah. It applies to so many things. <laughs> so many challenges we have. Well, Shoba, thank you so much. And we look forward to the upcoming book. Um, give us the, the title one more time. So my working title, current title is My Race Against Death. Okay, so everybody be on the lookout for that in the next couple months, and we'll get this important message out into the world. Okay, thank you, Divin. Thank Thanks you. for having me. And thank you so much for joining us for the Marketing with a Book podcast, and we'll be back next week. Thank you. Thank you.